Tom Bernard Show with Andy Brant Bernard, Mike Bellina, Dave Schrader, and the Hackmaster, Ralph Roy Basham, MD. We will be right back. Kick off hour two, Tom Bernard Show. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Take you back. Do-do-do-do. Take you back. Take you back. Do, 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 take you back. Well, take I've been Frank Stallone. Nope. Remember we had him on a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, we have. Oh, Frank's come. Yeah, he comes on at least once a year, doesn't he? Yeah. Something like that. Frank's a good guy. I like Frank. And Stephen Baldwin I like, too. Another brother that I like. Um... In any case, Andy is joining us for this hour, which is a good thing. Um, I, I just, I don't really understand what's going on in the world politically now. Now they're thinking of impeaching Justice Thomas. What did he do now? Uh, former New York Times ex- executive editor Jill Abramson authors a controversial new cover story for New York Magazine, and the headline pretty much explains it all. The case for impeaching Clarence Thomas, the lengthy piece, revisits the Supreme Court Justice's infamous confirmation hearings, along with the allegations of harassment made by Anita Hill and others, and concludes that it's time to raise the possibility of impeachment. Not because Thomas talked about watching porn with a female colleague or otherwise behaved crudely in the workplace, but because of the lies he told repeatedly and under oath, saying he had never talked to Hill about porn or to other women who worked with him about risque subject matter, writes Abram. Why don't you let it go? You know, and you're, they're just, 
anything at all. And, they, you know, it's he said, she said, well, what, how are you going to prove any of this stuff unless you have witnesses? And it's uh, only two people were there. So Yes, exactly. Where, well, the, the, where, where does this go? Yeah. Where, or where does it? Well, I, I shouldn't say where does it end, but where does it go? Or where? What are the limits here? Well, the problem that, th- that they're going to have, the problem they do have now is it looks like uh, Donald Trump will probably appoint at least one, maybe even two more Supreme Court justices before he leaves office, even if he only lasts four years, which means the uh, the the left won't have control of the Supreme Court for the rest of time, basically. <laughs> rest of time. So I don't know. Everybody's got to control everything. You know what's so amazing to me about politics is we have to control Congress, we have to control the White House, we have to control the Supreme Court. They've already got the Ninth District, which is the craziest district in the history of the United States. But I don't know. You're not going to impeach Clarence Thomas for something that happened a billion years ago. I'm not taking his side in it. Long Dong Silver was a bit much for me, but, you know, that was his big-time movie, wasn't it, that he liked? Oh, really? Oh, God. That was the name of it. Long Dong Silver was was the name of the porno movie that he loved. (laughs) That's what he liked. Wanted someone else to watch with him? What year was it? How many years ago was that? That was, what, 40 years ago? The movie? No, Clarence Thomas being appointed no, uh, Supreme Court. Was it? The, oh, 20? Long Dong Silver came out in uh, 1960. It looks like. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Long Dong. Let's. Uh, it's right there. There's his picture right there. Hush puppy. I'll share my Long Dong Silver with you. <laughs> Hush puppy. What the hell does that mean? I love when you search it, though. You Google it. The next thing that pops up, people also search for Clarence Thomas is number one. (laughs) Number one is Clarence (laughs) Thomas. (laughs) Well, that's where people found out about it. Yeah, Clarence Thomas uh, assumed office. uh, Oh, it wasn't that long ago. You're right. It was 30 years ago. Was it 30? Well, 27. 27 years ago. I know. Isn't that unbelievable? Wow, it is. It was 27 years ago. That he was appointed, uh, he assumed the office of uh, a Supreme Court Justice in the United States of America. So now some woman wants to get him impeached, and it's never going to happen. So just let it go, will but, you? Yeah, but that process was investigated by legitimate uh, hearings, was, yeah. uh, completely investigated, and to bring it back. I mean, you can't have double jeopardy. No, I mean, in America, you can't come back and say, "Oh, well, I know you, I know you cleared us all, but no, I'm saying this again." It, 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 you know, and, and you know that, that, that doesn't ring true. I, it would be fine if nothing was said about him then, and then this is some a new allegation they could prove. Well, that's a whole different deal. You impeach him, right? But no, he went through it already. No, that's exactly it. And I'm not taking sides in the who was right, Anita Hill or Clarence Thomas. I get, it's got nothing to do with me. I just it's 27 years ago. I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. So we just uh, so we move along and. But you're right, the system's kind of going off the rails. It's, it's really going off the rails. People just cannot stand the fact that the, whomever they voted for didn't win. They can't stand it, whether it's Democrats, Republicans, whatever. You Just because you voted for one person and they didn't win doesn't mean you were wrong. You voted for the person you wished to vote for. You were not wrong. They just didn't win. It's not your fault they didn't win. Calm down. Yeah, they, they, they didn't win and make the most of the situation of the person that did win and hope and pray that he will do some of the things that will be beneficial to you and the nation. You know, it's really one of the great scams going on right now. I think it's just started last night, too. 
you know, the, the whole Russian hacking of the elections and all yeah. that stuff. They're trying to say now that Al Franken was his whole life was ruined by the Russian hackers. <laughs> by the Russians. What? <laughs> Come on, Al. <laughs> I don't know. I suppose people can say whatever they wish to say. They can talk about whatever they wish to talk about. I, I, the whole thing is unbelievable. Yeah, I don't quite understand why a communist would sink a communist. Yeah, that's right. Why would that happen? It doesn't make, it doesn't a, make any it doesn't sense. Doesn't make a lot of sense. What is that diehard Fox News fans getting another option? What is, What is that story? I don't even know what, who that is or what that is. Fox News is venturing into new territory—a standalone streaming service to be named Fox Nation. Don't they already have that? I would assume they already would have had a, uh, a streaming service. God, Maybe this not. is their reboot because people like you thought they had one but never checked it out, so they're rebooting it to try to I just get assume attention. They, I assume all of them, CNN and MSNBC, and Fox, they don't all have streaming services? No, they're all catching up. A lot of these guys are dinosaurs, remember? Yeah, it's true. They want people to watch TV because that's easier to monetize, and as you know with podcasts, yeah. it's easier to uh, track. Yeah, it's very true. No cable package will be needed. With details about costs and the timing of the rollout still up in the air, the service will not feature con- content from Fox TV news shows. Contracts with cable companies prevent that, but it will feature cameos from the likes of Sean Hannity. CNN media writer Brian Stelter uh, says this type of format is precisely what Fox had in mind when it hired firebrand Oh, Tommy Lauren. She was with uh, The Blaze, right? What's his face? Glenn Beck. Oh, Glenn Beck, right. And he fired her because apparently she wasn't far right nuts enough. Isn't that what pretty much happened? Or was she not condescending enough? Probably not condescending enough. Yeah, it's probably true. Fox Nation is designed to appeal to the Fox Superfan Network. Executive John Finley tells The Times, these are the folks who watch Fox News every night for hours at a time. The dedicated audience that really wants more of what we have to offer. Well, you're a 24-hour news service. Why would you be going after those people who already watch you hours at a time? Maybe no. because some of those people are starting to stray away from TV and they've got tablets yeah, going in the kitchen or they've got something. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see what is happens. Is that what Fox Radio is for? <laughs> is there a Fox Radio? I think so, right? Well, isn't the, I, yeah, yeah, there is. Well, there's certainly on, there? uh, on, uh, on the satellite radio, on Sirius. There's well, I think, a, oh, yeah, on Sirius. Yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't. Uh, I think no, the, Fox News Radio. Uh, I heard it's part see, of Fox think, News it's Radio, a, isn't it? It's a web thing. Oh, it's a web thing. Radio. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is that their audience? Boy, the, but the people. What? What is? Let's just look at the demographic of people who are watching hours of Fox News at night. I think yeah. that demographic is Donald uh, Trump. Uh, might be sixty-five and older. Oh, there's no question about that. Yeah, there's no question. Their demo sixty-five and so, older. So they're rolling this out. They're, they're trying to. Well, you, they, you don't do something like this without expanding your demographic. You're trying to, you know, get more market share. So they're putting yeah. this out for people who don't have uh, TVs, people that aren't getting their news that way. I think a lot of people are killing cable as well. Yeah, they so are. So the internet streaming is going to be the way to go to get your content. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you're, that's right. Internet services are going to be a way to go, and, and they're rolling this out. So we're not going to compete with the people we have contracts with. But once those contracts expire, then they'll just put right their stuff, put their stuff straight out. So they get all of the income. They're not sharing it with someone else. All the advertising. I remember at its height, um, it's not necessarily to say who the provider was, but at its height, cable, when it was at its most expensive, it was unbelievable. But Andy was in college. Alex was in college. Catherine and I. Um, had our house, and then we had our vacation house as well. 
my monthly cable bill was $900. Because Andy had it, Alex had it, we had it at our house, we had it at our vacation house. Mm. Our cabin, as they say. But yeah, I mean, it, it was insane to watch television. Went from free when I was a kid to nine hundred dollars yeah, a month. Yeah, the difference was it was it was free when you were a kid because there were four channels. Yeah, that's exactly right. <clears throat> yeah, really. And then it uh, and and then it went off the air at, at midnight. I'll tell you something. I I I scroll through now. There is nothing on television. No. There's, I mean, you have to hunt and hunt. The only way I find new things, Doc Ketchmark is the one who told me about Tales from the Tour Bus. Um, uh, the only way I find new shows is if people recommend them to me. I, are we too far gone? I mean, I don't know if they're doing it yet, if anybody's been smart enough, but when are we going to do the a la carte cable package? Yeah, it's time. Because I don't want, you know, they're like, when they were just selling my wife and I on the cable package, they're like, oh, you've got 591 channels. And I said, but I'll watch eight of them. Right. Can I just pay for the eight channels we want? We want the right. Disney, Nickelodeon, you know, uh, Discovery ID, and uh, you know, Sci-Fi Channel, and that's about right. it. BBC America, and they're like, no, not yet. But you've got eighty-two hundred Praise Jesus channels and yeah, thirty-two hundred fishing show channels, that's and true. it's like I don't. None of these are anything. That, that why am I paying for all of this content? And they do it just to fill. Yeah, fill slots. So, so they can have it. another channel that's available to you. But yes. it's nobody ever watches it. No. Yeah, they're going to have to kill uh, cable packages if they want people to still have cable in 10 years because yeah. there's just no real reason to... I mean, I haven't had it in probably 15 years, and I don't miss it. Do you know what's really weird, though? I will tell you this. On cable, there's one channel I'll stop on. Or if I'm flipping and I hit it, it stops me in my tracks. And I, I it's embarrassing to admit, but it's just that infomercial uh, channel that just shows like the best of Johnny Carson, and it's a, a 30- or 40-minute... Yeah. Infomercial yeah. for the DVDs. Right. And then it goes into the best of the 60s music, and then it goes into the best of the Dean Martin roasts. I've seen them 100 times, but yes. I, every time I see it, I just stop and sit there and marvel at it and laugh yep. and enjoy the the quips and the clips and, and all of that stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is... Now, MeTV yes. is pretty smart, right? They've been putting on a lot of these classic content shows, like the old Johnny Carson episodes of The they Tonight are, Show. They are, yes. So that's good that there, somebody's finding that there's a place for this entertainment to bring it back. Now, is MeTV or is it WeTV that own, that's owned by the Hubbards? The Hubbards own one of them. Maybe they own both of them. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. Maybe. Me. I thought Me. There's MeTV me and sure. WeTV. There's both. But it's WE. It's not OUI like okay. the magazine you used to read. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that was under the Playboy umbrella for a while? We and then was? they kind of kicked it away. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, you've got uh, Robert Crane on your show coming up soon. Right. And uh, the son of Bob Crane. He right. worked for Wee Magazine. Hmm. And then he went on to work for Playboy. But they it was when they were all under the same umbrella. And then they kind of cut Wee loose saying, eh, I don't know about this. One of my favorites of all time, 1975. I'm an iron worker, tying iron. And I go into the construction trailer for lunch. And there's a guy in there reading this magazine. And I, I'm like... <laughs> What are you? What is that? He goes, us. Oh, it's new, nudie magazine. I said, what's it called? He, he turns around and he goes, oink. <laughs> he thought it said oink. No, it does not say oink, sir. It says we. Oui. Oui. Means yes in French. Uh, it does not say oink. <laughs> he must have been a journeyman. One of the journeymans. One of oh, the punks. Guys. Oh. oh God. That was the. I remember being in the steel mill, and that was when. And I was, I was. I guess I was uh, nineteen. 
when I was working in the steel mill, and they said, hey, Johnny, go get you some coffee. And, you know, you're a punk, and that's right. what you're supposed to do. So all these guys give you their coffee, or you go over to the shanty to be inside this mill, in the shanty, go inside the shanty, and I'm trying to get this coffee made. And there is some of the nastiest oh, yeah. stuff oh, oh, yeah. everywhere, magazine stuff posted. Oh, yeah. And it's all in so much of it was on newsprint. It was the, wow. talking about the bottom of the food chain. Oh, I just remember the kid, in, and my dad worked there too. And he, you know, and I, we never, there was nothing that went on at home. And I saw this, I go, whoa, what a rough place to work. Oh, it was, man. Iron workers are an interesting <laughs> breed. They're, oh, they are all crazy. You go to the bar, we used to go to the bar every Friday night, get paid, <laughs> go to the bar every Friday night. And I, every Friday night, half of them had getting fist fights. <laughs> It was unbelievable. That Monday, you were all working again together just fine? No, they weren't fighting each other. They oh. were fighting the people in the bar. Whoever was there. Whoever was there was going to get in a fight. That's all there was to it. <laughs> Someone's going to get their job busted for them. Well, first of all, on Friday for lunch, we would go to the same bar. <laughs> and they, everybody would have like eight beers as quickly as they possibly could. Then when we got off at four thirty, five o'clock at night, we would go right back. Wow. Well, one of the crane operators, as a matter of fact... Oh. He uh, later had to retire because of an accident. Had a case of cold beer in the crane. Can you imagine law letting him do that today? Nope. Had a case of beer in the crane cabin. Yeah. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost Weight Loss Plan. My goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds. Well, I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutramost Forever Plan, an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. So I stop in the local bar, you know, people. <laughs> I go to the bar. Oh, I'll my coat. I call a bartender. So look, man, come down here. He got down there. So what you want? I want bourbon. I just love white guys when they try to sound like John Lee Hooker, because none of them can do it. No, but Thurgood made a pretty good career out of doing this. Unbelievable. Uh, Thurgood did have a nice career, kind of 
emulating. He's John still kicking Lee. around right now. He's, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. touring around. We uh, I used to go to Winona State, talking about yep. weird bars and yep. the things you'd see. We'd go to Winona State, and you know, bars closed down early in Minnesota, so we'd cross the border over into Wisconsin. Wisconsin sure. And there was the the uh, strip joint across the bridge. What's that little town that's right across from Winona? Um, Might be up the road about five miles. Trempolo, uh, that kind of area. I mean, it's really small. Yeah. Well, we crossed the bridge to go to the, the strip joint one night. We get in, and there's some pretty good snow coming down, right? The guy gets up, the owner, and he gets up, and he goes, Well, the girls are having a hard time getting in today because of the weather, so my wife and daughter will be right up. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, no, Dead no, serious. no. Yes, oh, that was the honest-to-God truth. My daughter and, and wife will be up in a few minutes, and his daughter and wife came up and danced. Oh, God. Then they looked remarkably close in age, so there's a good chance he may have married one of his dancers. I'm not, not exactly sure. Possibility. Yeah. How depressing is that? <laughs> oh, Tim and I, from our, you know, from uh, Darkness Radio, Tim and I worked at a bar right. on a, uh, Max's. He was the DJ, and I was the bouncer. And the fights that would take place there just used to crack me up how people would react to one another yeah and that's why i told you i'm not a big drinker because i have two two modes i'm extremely loving and affectionate towards everybody right or i will kill you without a second thought right and i decided that line is too thin so i don't put that line that because it it, it can flip switch right so we'd work in these bars but i just watch the way people react with one another and and the fights that would break out and it is it's astounding when you watch them because really they're the same guys that are there week after week and they'll pound a snot out of each other one week and they're there buying each other drinks the next it's a, a in know. towny bars it is so strange to see that kind of it's a brotherhood of the bar i guess so there must be a camaraderie or a, a understanding there that yeah you get in fights because you know you get in arguments that's how you settle things you know what? The place I'm talking about is up the road a little bit. It's between Fountain City and uh, what's the park? Uh, Merrick State Park. There's a little town up there that has one restaurant and like seven bars. And I think the population of the town is like 50. <laughs> what's, what's the name of the town? Uh, it doesn't show the name of the town on this map. I loved going to school in Winona because we had steamboat days. Then yeah. you cross the bridge for strawberry days. Then there were catfish days. Every weekend, there was a reason to go get drunk with a bunch of people. And it was a lot of fun back then. I don't think they do those many things around here anymore, do they? I mean, are there the no, festivals like every much. weekend? Well, the catfish days, they were reaching for catfish days. I mean, what they oh, no, think? they had the best catfish you'd ever eaten. Holy cow. Well, except for Louisiana. I've had really good catfish yeah, there, Louisiana. too. But that was that was great. Trempolo, Wisconsin. Trempolo, yeah. Yeah. Checksville. <laughs> Yeah, checks. Yeah, they got Checkville. Checkville. They got Checkville up there, where uh, thirty-five splits off into eighty-eight. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of little speckled towns as oh, you go along. Oh yeah. Tim used I to work it. at a Whitehall. I think it was. He did a radio. Oh, he did. WHTL or whatever. Yeah, I little know country it. radio station. I think was kicking at about one hundred and twenty watts. Birdie, birdie. <laughs> that's before they had to pot it down at night. Trempolo River River yeah. Park. Yeah, National Trempolo National Wildlife Refuge, <laughs> Bluff Siding. That that area, that Winona area, that's a beautiful oh, it area, is. man. Absolutely gorgeous. It's, it's really gorgeous. So, how did you end up in Winona from from Chicago? I uh, when I found out I was going to be a dad, I was kind of rudderless, and I just decided yeah. I better find a career and a, a, a path. So I went to college, and and my buddy Paul, one of my oldest best friends, was going to Winona State. And if you could breathe and you lived in another state, you basically got a free pass. So 
I had been out of high school for a few years. Uh-huh. I passed my ACT to get in, and I got a bunch of grants and, and uh, help to go. So I think it cost my mom out of pocket about 1800 bucks to get me enrolled at Winona State for the year. Oh, really? So that was it. So I went up there for that and fell in love with radio, stayed there for two years, and realized school sucked, and I left and went back into the real world. So, yeah, This is depressing news because I used to <laughs> know everybody who works there. Sun Country will cut 350 jobs at MSP. Really? Yeah, they're going to get a Canadian firm to manage the airline. But, uh, man, I know I know tons of people who work for Sun Country Airlines. Mm-hmm. Why don't they just drop their prices a little bit and be competitive, and then they don't have to start cutting jobs? Mm, that would be good. I it's mean, a thought. Because a venture capital group bought them, and the whole point is to yeah. increase the profit margin. So that's what they're doing. Yes, and they're getting rid of terrible. American employment. Or Canadian firm will run. Well, but where are they going to have – they're going to have – they're going to have to have their maintenance someplace, so they hire that out. They probably hire it out. Yeah, but they probably do. Sun Country will cut 350 ground workers at MSB, taps Canadian firm to manage. Yeah, that's. Uh, I that's bet that's more than it. half of their staff or, or, oh, or greater. Believe. Or greater. Right? So they must be moving their operations someplace else. They're going to, the flights are going to go someplace else because 300 people, and if you have the same number of flights coming in, you need yeah. those people to, to, to take care of those flights on the ground. Right. Unless they're going to subcontract it out or you know, who knows. I'll, I'll, read, it. I'll read the story and see if there's anything in here. Sun Country Airlines is shedding 350 workers from its ground service operations at MSP, International Airport. A move executives said will make the airline more efficient. How do you become more efficient by cutting jobs? Mm. I mean efficient for you. Right. That's what they mean. The Egan-based company told employees Tuesday that it will contract those jobs out to Global Aviation Services Incorporated in a process that will run from now until May 1st. Layoffs begin immediately with workers able to reapply for positions with Global Aviation as soon as tomorrow. Global Aviation will give preferable access to interviews for all – oh, preferable access for interviews, not job availability. For all qualified employees who apply, again, Sun Country said, workers affected include non-union positions inside the terminal, such as ticket counter agents, sky caps, and those who provide wheelchair services. It also covers gate activities and below-wing ground workers, including those who handle mail, cargo, and de-icing. We want to concentrate on flying airplanes and selling tickets, Sun Country Chief Executive Jude Bricker said in an interview. That doesn't mean we change our view on customer service. It doesn't. It just means that we want to bring in a company that specializes specifically on ground operations to run our Minneapolis ground operations. The decision will carve off nearly 20% of Sun Country's workforce. They have 1,830 people working for that airline. Wow. I didn't know they had anywhere near that many employees. 20%. Is this a non-union, trying to get away from the union? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. I How like, much cheaper is it to parcel it out to another group, though? You, Unless they're already on the ground working for other airlines like Spirit right. and JetBlue, and then that's just part of their deal. That's right. So you're you're, you're job sharing with other airlines in essence. So right. When they're not doing working for some huh. country, they're working for Spirit or one of the others. You're right. I assume that Amazon will just buy all the airlines soon enough anyway. So then they'll just own that all that too. Yep. Since are they still? Is that story still out there strong that Amazon's going to buy Target? Because that was the word. That I don't think so. You don't think they're going to buy Target, Andy? I doubt it. Oh, why bother? Sh- oh, because they because they bought Whole Foods. They did buy Whole Foods. And if they buy Target, that was a weird, weird decision. No, but they they still they they realize they need to have bricks and mortar 
around and they want to control the bricks and mortar and oh target would be the target and best buy buy both of them done well, best buy is done already basically aren't they no, i don't know they took all the cds out of their stores now i know yeah, that. now they're trying to truncate that that was the did you see that article that was like 80 percent of their business yeah it was was yeah. cds it was yeah it was indeed. Eighty percent. Yeah, it was. It was an obscenely large amount. It was, yeah, I think it was like at least eighty percent of lot. their business was the CD market, and then that tailed off. And then they've always been adaptable. Okay. Yes. So they said the only problem is now a lot of the the fear is that it's going to be basically like kiosks in there that are rented out from other companies, right? Telephone companies, right. or you know, direct TV or whatever. So it's you're basically going into a swap meet, right? And just seeing yeah. different vendors. Yeah. Or under or, or, one hood. Le Printemps is that way in Paris, where you have individuals that have the they sublet places in in the mm-hmm. department store. That's the way it works. Not that Amazon would tell you where to shop for groceries, but if you find yourself in the checkout line at its newly acquired Whole, Whole Foods, it might have a suggestion for how to pay. The retail behemoth is now offering 5% cash back to Prime members who use their Amazon Rewards Visa to pick up the grocery tab there, reports CNBC. So good. So that means that that quart of tuna salad that I buy, instead of costing me 20 bucks, will only cost me $19.50. I, I will never forget that. Cha-ching. I went in and said, give me the quart size of, of tuna salad. We're going to have tuna salad sandwiches for dinner that night. $20 for a quart of tuna salad. I'll never forget that as long. And that was right. But the tuna were read ago. lullabies at, at bedtime. They yes. were massaged by uh, nannies. That's true. Right. Um, card holders already get five percent back on Amazon purchases, two percent at restaurants, gas stations, and drugstores, and one percent back on everything else. Amazon is moving aggressively to cross promote its brands. CNBC notes that one can purchase an, an Echo at Whole Foods. But the move might have more practical sense in that Amazon will likely save on credit card fees on its own cards. So it's not about giving you 5%. It's just they're going to save so much money on their own cards that it's not going to matter. Yeah. They're going to make money on those cards. They're going to make money on those cards, exactly. But then aren't we talking about a monopoly situation that the government's eventually going to come in and try to break up? I'm wondering about that. (laughs) You're looking at it. it's a, almost a ver- well, not vertical yet, but a, as soon as they buy some place like UPS or FedEx, you know, Andy and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and I'd like to get you guys' take on it. Who was it at Sears that dropped the ball so badly there? Because Sears owned the catalog business; they owned the shipping merchandise to your home, so you didn't have to come to the store. They owned that whole business, and somehow couldn't convert it to digital. I think it's because, honestly, there was a perception. Sears was your go-to for tools and yeah. riding lawnmowers, and people stopped thinking about it as a full store. They must have, right? Yes. Same with Marshalls, same with uh, yeah, you know, a lot of the big have. stores like that, that, that J.C. Penney's. They were, they were right. also the king of catalogs. Yeah, yeah, they were. Right, yeah. you get the Penny catalog. That's what I used to go through, circle all my Christmas gift ideas, right? And, and the women in bras. What? Maybe. <laughs> that, those I just Christmas tore those gift. out and stuck them underneath the mattress. Yeah, those, so when was the last time a Sears catalog that, and it was thick, it was almost an right. inch and a oh, half yeah. thick. Yeah, they were like a phone book. Yeah, it was like a phone when book. When was the last time that was sent? What year? So what could have happened is, is that they could have lost that catalog business that sent you, so because people stopped thinking of them, of ordering things on ordering things through the catalog and having delivered to your home. Oh, we just have these stores here. We'll just go to the stores. Yeah. So they just may have bad timing. 
You know what would probably save a lot of these companies now? My buddy Jeff Belanger, we've had on the show a few times, uh, yep. was just yep. talking to me about marketability. And he said, do you know what's really boosted my business? Because he does live presentations and talks. Is He said, uh, everybody's done away with the postcard business. Remember, you'd open up your mailbox, <laughs> you'd have 40 postcards for gutter yeah, cleaning, right, lawn maintenance, right. nobody does it. They send you emails. And how many of us actually open those emails? Not me. Right. So you usually dump them. So he started sending postcards out. So it was something people could look at and hold. And it would say little information, but oh, just enough oh. to say this, you know, these talks are available. I'm available in your area. Contact me for, you know, dates. and. There we are. Hey, we're back. Anyway, he was just saying that he would set, he's now sending out postcards. And because nobody gets them anymore, his business has jumped exponentially. So maybe it's time for the big organizations like Sears and JCPenney as a last mm -hmm. ditch to do the, the catalogs and, and put them in people's hands again because people aren't inundated with junk mail. Although I don't, and cost effective, it's got to be a lot cheaper now than it's ever been to print catalogs. But then you got to, oh, I don't know. Because, bro, if you've got a lot of people that are 60 and up that don't go online. They yeah. don't go online at all to right. buy things? Yeah, they don't. They don't like, like my dad, he will not go online, but he doesn't want people knowing what he bought. He doesn't yeah. want his credit yeah, card I out there. Yeah, I could see that. But he'll order over the phone. He'll order through catalogs, but he will not order. And he'll, like, if he sees something want, he'll contact me and he'll go, I, I put some money in your account, order this for me. Right. He doesn't want to be traced. He doesn't want to be known, right? <laughs> and there's a, a lot criminal? of, yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> Uh, you're only a criminal when you're caught, Tom. So far, yeah, he's a free true. man. That's but true. Uh, that's true. Good point. I think maybe maybe it's a good idea to to target that audience that lives off of that, and that might Possibly. resurge the business because when you've got a lot of people that that's how they bought yeah. everything. Yep. And now you've taken that away from them. Yeah, but the, you know, the, the, when I want to know what that last catalog was shipped, we got to look that up. We'll look it up and we'll find out. We got a great guest coming up. Dr. Richard Ruling will join us right after this. Tom Bernard Show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill. With their patented easy-level system, Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Visit Flo at the Minneapolis Lake Home and Cabin Show at the Convention Center February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Be sure to ask for the show special where with a qualified purchase, you'll receive a free three-piece furniture set or a free wireless remote. And mention you heard this ad on KQ for an additional $50 off a dock or lift system. To find out more about Flow Systems, Visit their website at floeintl.com. Flow docks and lifts. A better way. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? 
Happy wife, happy life. DMR Clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show. Darkness Dave in studio. Rafe Basham's here. <laughs> Our special guest, Dr. Richard Ruling. How are you, doctor? Fine, thank you. Good to be with you. It's nice to have you, sir. Uh, this doctor says prescription drugs killed my wife. There aren't many physicians willing to say what Richard Ruling, MD, will. Prescription drugs are a leading cause of illness, disability, and death. Dr. Ruling, who is board certified in internal medicine, will discuss prescription drug dangers, including adverse reactions like the one that killed his wife, prescribed by another doctor, for an infection. He can share stories of patients who were able to reverse their medical conditions by eliminating their prescriptions and changing their diets. Doctor, I have to, I have to start off our conversation by telling you I am disgusted by the way the pharmaceutical companies control our national news on ABC, NBC, CBS. Most of the national television news broadcasts are completely controlled by the pharmaceutical companies because they buy so much ad time. And I just think they want you nervous. They want you not sleeping. They want you to have anxiety just so you buy more of their products. So, hey, hype up the stories that really scare people. Is that far off base, doctor? Not at all. And it's, uh, it's a crime, really. Uh, the former editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, good, good journal, uh, uh, Marsha Angel wrote a book, The Truth About the Drug Companies and How They Deceive Us. And um, it, it's the way they report studies. You can say them in a way that it, it sounds like this is great stuff. You know, but if you listen to the ads a little bit, you get a clue. You know, and I just say the definition of an adverse drug reaction is a drug properly prescribed and administered uh, that people die from or, or, or get very sick from. So that, hey, you know, uh, you cannot tell, uh, you, you think, well, uh, you know, if only 1% die, why it should be safe. But when you're talking about millions, uh, there, there are millions dying each year uh, uh, from, from this, basically. No, I, I don't, I'm sure that's absolutely true. How did this all happen? I know it's the almighty dollar and drug companies make fortunes. Was it the fact they got so wealthy that they could just, they, they pretty much control the landscape now? We have this all of a sudden, after all these years, now all of a sudden there's an opiate crisis. There's been an opiate crisis since I was a little kid, and I'm not exactly uh, that young anymore, Dr. Ruling. Well, uh, it's, a, it's a complex situation that, uh, bottom line, I have on one occasion been told by a patient I didn't come for a sermon. I, 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 <laughs> she, I was trying to help her see that if she would change some habits, she could, she could do better. But uh, in most cases, people do appreciate uh, how they might uh, need less medicine. But uh, the, do- the doctors are t- given uh, continuing med- medical education, and often, uh, like I worked at a clinic at noontime where uh, each, uh, each lunch uh, was by a different drug company sponsored, and you can hear the latest and the greatest uh, of, from their company about, uh, you know, while you eat your lunch. 
And uh, it, it's um, a, a sad system of control, like you say, with the media as well, and I'm glad you're trying to champion what's right, but uh, it, it's a, a losing battle. I personally went through the U.S. Congress, uh, actually should say Senate Office of Buildings, with uh, medical literature to support what I'm saying about them being a leading cause of illness and death, until one senator said, you know, you're wasting your time, they own us speaking of their contributions to re-election by, uh, of uh, those senators. So really bad, bad situation. If they'll sell out on that, they'll sell out on anything. You know, just uh, what's, what's in it for them. Everybody wants to be a senator, you know. Yeah, everybody wants to be elected political office. I, uh, several years ago, about five years ago, as a matter of fact, I was not sleeping all that well, so I went in and got a prescription for 0.5 milligrams. Now this is 0.5 milligrams of Xanax, and it did help me sleep. And I was talking to this woman toward the end of my use of Xanax. I was talking to her, and she said, so what are you taking? To, you're sleeping now, huh? And I said, yeah. She goes, what are you taking? I said, Xanax. She goes, oh, I take Xanax. I said, yeah, I just uh, started on it. And she goes, oh, yeah, no, that'll, that'll change. I got to tell you, expect change to be pretty rapid because I started off uh, at, on 0.5 milligrams of Xanax, and now I take 16 milligrams a night. She was taking thirty-two times more. It is addicting. I will tell you this: I worked in a clinic. I worked in a pain clinic in Kentucky for a doctor who was being going to be away for a week or whatever. And almost everybody that walked through the door uh, needed Xanax and uh, hydrocodone. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that was how many years ago? Oh, that was a little over fifteen. Yeah, there you go. The opiate problem is not a new problem because they're calling everything opiates now, aren't they? I mean, everything's an opiate now. Well, I don't know that per se, but I know that that is very dangerous. Uh, when when uh, my son, who had an accident and needed pain medication, I, I tried to appeal to his doctor, don't give him that, because he's, he's already got a predisposition with, wow. towards alcohol. Alcohol is a gateway drug, in my opinion. And yeah, if people need alcohol uh, at some point in time, they're going to need something else, maybe. You know, you know Dr. Weir, there's a, there's a show uh, we were talking about earlier uh, on this show, um, and it studies country and Western legends. And they studied George Jones and Tammy Wynette. And Tammy Wynette hated uh, that George Jones was an alcoholic. And George Jones hated the fact that Tammy Wynette was a drug addict. <laughs> God. So it's exactly what you talk about, alcohol, drugs, whatever it was. I mean, it affected their family in a huge, huge way. They, they still loved one another, they said, when, uh, when they died. They they were still in love, but they could not live with one another because she took all these uh, all these drugs and he drank two three bottles of booze a day. So yeah, I alcohol is certainly a, well anything can be a gateway drug, can it? Well, uh, but I, I I see alcohol as a primary one of mind influencing. Tobacco is a drug, but uh, yeah, at least people true. think straight. They know they're good, uh, and. Uh, I just feel if people didn't get into the alcohol, they would have a better shot at life. Uh, Lincoln once uh, told a, another general who was offering him a drink, uh, uh, you know, I promised my mother, and would you have me change that at this point in life? <laughs> you know, well, so anyway, I, I just say uh, alcohol is the oldest drug there is in existence, but mm-hmm. drugs are, are a problem for this country because they do not address the underlying cause for most ailments. Uh, most ailments, uh, it's something probably we've been putting in our mouth from day one, uh, 
and if we got a problem when we're 50 or 60, uh, it, the good news is it's reversible if we're willing to change our diets. But uh, it's hard for a lot of people to want to do that if they can get symptomatic relief. But uh, that's a that's a deadly path. I I personally had headaches. Uh, let me back up and say I I, I did. Um, executive health and i had one executive say that sugar bothers joints another guy said cheese bothers joints a third one said meat bothers joints but when it came to me and my headaches i couldn't figure out a cause and i even saw a neurologist who taught medical students and i figured he should know but and he said that would be very uh, what i eat or drink would be a very rare cause for my type of headache and i later learned he didn't know what he was talking about there you have it um if you don't mind could you give us uh and not all the details, of course, probably too painful, but how did, how did you lose your wife? Uh, she had a bladder infection, took a lot, uh, uh, cranberry juice, uh, a lot of water, even an herb didn't work. Uh, she got impatient. I think if she, the, the body tends to rally its, uh, its defenses and tends to overcome things. People don't die of a bladder infection, for example, you know, but, uh, she went and got a prescription from her doctor, Cipro, uh, and, and by the way, on that topic, on that name, I have talked to two doctors since her death. One what got deathly sick with just one dose. Uh, he's a, a friend of mine now, personally retired. And another one, a younger guy who was uh, uh, in the mission field, uh, also took Flagyl with it. Cipro and Flagyl was in bed for nine months. Oh, that's yeah. amazing, an amazing story. We have a yeah. doctor in our midst here in the studio. Doctor Basham is with us. So, so you know, you, you, I, your wife took took the Cipro, and did she just she had a, just an adverse reaction to the drug, or did she have a, a, a hyperinfection uh, secondary uh, to it? She she did well with the Cipro while she took it. She only took it for several days until right. her symptoms were gone. She she was a chiropractor's daughter, didn't want to take it to begin right. with, but you didn't know what to do. But uh, uh, some months later, she noticed spots under her skin, saw her doctor again, had a blood test. He called urgently the next morning saying that she needed to see a hematologist. Her platelets were wiped out from her bone marrow. And uh, she, in spite of a splenectomy, uh, gamma globulin, uh, high steroids, uh, in and out of hospitals with transfusions, she died of a stroke, uh, as was expected yeah. by uh, what a doctor told me. That's how that goes. And uh, um, it, she had the best of care. But uh, nothing could uh, repair what was already done, basically. And I looked in the PDR physician's desk reference, and yes, uh, platelet problems uh, as a result of Cipro are are documented there. So, and as a physician, I'm I'm asking you, what can physicians do to help reduce this? Because we're at a point where we have to use these drugs in in some cases. Um, And people, and and on the other part side of this is that people are trying to be their own physicians by using the internet, by trying to educate themselves, thinking that they can get all the information they need. So just like you, you you said yourself, is that these people don't want a sermon; they just want the drug. Give me the pill. Give me the red pill. Give me the green pill, blue pill, purple pill. Give me that pill. Don't I need that pill? That pill should do. Take care of it for me. Is there? Well, from from my perspective, I uh, I graduated in 1966, and uh, there was ampicillin as a broad-spectrum penicillin, and uh, it, it, it did give uh, GI uh, loose stools and so on, but I tended to stick with what I knew rather than the latest and the greatest and something that, uh, you know, that might make the drug company more money. I don't know. But g- generic ampicillin is cheap, and uh, it could have been done my wife fine, perhaps. I don't know. But uh, bottom line, uh, that's... Uh, 
my take on because adverse drug reactions by definition are a drug properly prescribed but uh i would just say uh bottom line uh the the um drug is is a potential uh, risk uh, because it's a chemical the body does not recognize it as food and if you can change your diet with foods uh, that's a better choice for a lot of problems chronic problems i think it's a fantastic story god bless america with a question mark i kind of uh I find that interesting. God bless America, question mark, his rescue plan, and how we can be ruler over all that he has. The book is available at Amazon, of course. Right, Doctor? Uh, actually, this Saturday it will be a free copy, and if you don't, don't want to wait to Saturday, $1.95 uh, for a soft cover. I mean, I'm not making money on this. I'm just happy to uh, get a message out, and there is a good chapter Somebody that's not Bible-related at all reviewed it uh, in an editorial review and gave me four stars because of the health information in the book. So uh, I think your readers would, uh, audience would like it. And uh, so either go to Amazon today. My name is Ruling, R-U-H-L-I-N-G, with God Bless America, should bring it up. And uh, thank you for the opportunity of sharing with you and wishing your audience well. Well, sorry for your loss, Doctor. I appreciate your time today. Not a problem. Happily remarried, and uh, life is good. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Okay, thanks. What a story, huh? What a story. Oh, his wife died. So explain to me, so what killed his wife? She had had, uh, thrombocytopenia, where she just lost all her platelets. And they and then they were assuming that they were being sequestered in her spleen, so they took her spleen out. Uh, they did other kind of uh, treatments to try to stimulate platelet uh, production. But when your platelets are low, you have a tendency to bleed. She had a stroke. She died. I mean, boom. I mean, just that. So you can't have low platelets. So thrombocytopenia ain't ain't good at all. And and according to him, it was, he he believes it was caused by the cipro. Uh, in that case, what do you think? It may have. I. I'm just going to look it up. I don't. Cipro is a drug that I rarely use, but sometimes you got to take it. I mean, you know, I I, I ran into a, a problem. I had an infection one time, and I tell you what, that's that's what I had to take because the yeah. the bugs that were coming out of me uh, were only susceptible to that. So you got to take it. And so it's uh, there's some and they're rough. Those some of the drugs are rough, but I like him. I've stopped getting away. From, I've stopped from using the newest, latest drugs. I almost always use right just first generation antibiotics because by and large that's far and away the all you need and if you need something worse than that somebody from infectious disease should be involved and let them help sort it out so do you think that i'd be able to sleep tonight if i took 16 grams of uh Xanax? well you'd sleep for a night and four more other nights <laughs> i mean seriously i'm oh, a big guy oh. and i'm taking 0.5 milligrams well, look at you had Brett Butler, the comedian. Yeah, she, and, and yeah. she says this openly, so I'm not displaying. But at one point, she was up to forty Vicodin a day. Ooh, how do you even get that many Vicodin? But I know that, there you go. How do you get that many Vicodin? How are you getting that as through a prescription? Right. That's what's so weird. So they're not. You get to that point, you're not getting it through a prescription. You're getting it through other sources. Yes, people right. are selling Absolutely. it. How do you even find that? I, you, well, you wander down the street and go, hey, you wouldn't happen to have any Vicodin for sale. Not, the Tylenol trash, your, trash your, your liver. Yeah, that's unbelievable. We'll be back. Thank you again to Dr. Richard Ruling. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> 